Hello and welcome to the Potters Podcast and after a great international break we've now come back to Stoke maybe on a run and I said that Michael O'Neill needs a run and he's got a chance of it now. I'm joined now by Angela. Hello Ange. Hello, is this the edition of Humble Pie Eating by Ian? Uh, No because I've not said anything wrong but what we're going to do, we're going to talk about obviously the game, we're going to talk about... Um, player ratings as normal and there's going to be a few bits and bobs we'll do in between and then we'll talk about the ladies and, and the next coming fixtures but okay. f- first Angela what did you think of this the run might be on Um, I think you're deluded and I think you started drinking but um, look six points out of six a game against the mighty Reading on Tuesday what can possibly go wrong a lot. Yeah. <laughs> we are Stoke. We are Liverpool. Right, so we'll go straight in with the player ratings. Are we going with Bonham? Uh, I'm going to give Bonham a seven. Uh, he had a couple of heart attack moments, but uh, he did everything, including get his hand on a, a cross that I thought uh, might be going in. So, yeah, seven for Bonham. Right, I'll go in with a six. Still a flapping man of Stoke at the moment, a goalkeeper that, let's be honest, should be playing for Crew. Um, I'm not, a, I'm not a giant fan of him, but for me, if we do decide to keep him on for another season, he has got to be number two anti. Yeah, I agree. And it, it, Joe Bezik's got to book his ideas up, which we're going to talk about later. But yeah, I, I thought it was a, an overall decent display. Yeah. Right. So the return. And a win, surprise, it could be a bit of a link, but I'm not sure, but we're going to Ben Wilmot. I don't like him in that position, but he was adequate. I think if we'd have played a team that were better on the day, he'd have struggled, so he's getting a six off me. Uh, I'll go in with a five, actually. I thought he was um, pretty average. He did, he did it all right at what he is, but for me, I thought he was going to be decent in that position, but he, he seems to be very hit and miss in that position. Whenever he comes up against pace, he seems to do all right. But whenever he comes up against anyone who's a bit more skillful and you know a team that's clever with the pass to get round, he seems to go lacklustre. And he did yesterday for me. He didn't bring a lot to the table. He wasn't doing that great attacking weight going forward like he normally does. So I'm going to give him a five. Right, now we go in for my man of the match. I don't know if he's yours, but he was definitely mine. Josh Tymon. Well, it's a toss-up between Tymon and another player that will come on to in a minute for me, but I thought Tymon was very, very good. I'm going to give him an eight. Uh, I'll go over nine. I think it was a great display for him yesterday. Again, linking up well with the midfield, pushing forward, tried to fling in loads of balls. It's just a shame there was no one there to attack him. Um, and obviously got another goal. Uh, couldn't have asked more from him. It was a similar display for me from the Forest game earlier on in the season, where he dominated. Sheffield United couldn't cope with him. And I'm praying that next season we see this more consistently. Yeah. Because that's where that I, be good. I, I'm at with it. Right, so now we're going to another player that played very well against his former club, and that's Phil Jagielka. Now, these were the two that I was having a toss-up about man of the match, and I also thought Thompson played very well. Um, because uh, Jagielka was outstanding in clearing the ball, particularly in the second half, uh, when we got under pressure in those last few minutes, I'm uh, I'm going to give him an eight as well. Uh, I'll go with an eight, because I think Josh Tyron wins it with a nine. 
Uh, I thought he was brilliant yesterday, Jaggy Elke. You, you know, I think it was a bit of a middle thing at uh, Sheffield United for letting him go. Um, I thought he was brilliant. Ticked all the boxes for me yesterday. Cleared everything he needed to do. Defensively was strong. And he just did all the mopping up, which is what we've, we've seen a lot of him this season. I know, for me, he's not a first-team player for next season if we do keep him on, but I can't argue with performances like that. He was brilliant. Right, now we move into Harwood Bellish, and I've said it right this time. Yes, you did. THB, as he's now known. Um, I actually like him. I think he's... I thought he had a lot of mistakes in him early doors, but he seems to be more confident with every game that he's playing now. I was quite impressed with him, so a seven from me. Uh, well, I'm following up again uh, with an eight. I thought he was brilliant. Uh, Howard Bellish, brilliant again. Always in the right place, always intercepting play. Stop Sheffield and out really from attacking, to be honest. He was he seemed to be very he's so don't we tell you his real ability that I like about Ewood Belgian. I saw I saw it early on, I saw it massively yesterday was he reads a pass so well from the opposition. Yeah. And he seems to always be there to intercept it or be near it or get in the way of the attacking player. Absolutely brilliant at doing it yesterday, and I think it was a major reason why Sheffield United couldn't break through. He was another one for me, very close to being man of the match. Right, so yeah, now, so now we'll move into another player that's had a miraculous um, gift and Noel Williams contract performance boost, and that's Joe Allen. Joe Allen, I thought, did everything he was asked. Well, I thought he played very well for Wales, by the way. Um, he just—he's been a different player since he's come back from his injury. And whilst I don't think we're going to keep him, I do actually now think we're going to miss him. He's going to get a seven. Uh, I'm going to follow him with another eight. To be honest, I thought he was brilliant yesterday again. Intercepting passes, being in the right place. He was marking brilliantly as well for a couple of the corners. I can't remember who was marking. He was a big lad and I thought that's a bit of a mismatch, but he was doing the job. Whenever the yeah. low balls came in, Joe Allen was whipping him away. Passing-wise, we all know he's a bit a bit lethargic, if you can say, but I thought he was linking well with the back line, which is, which is what we've been asking from him, really. Right, so we go in with Thompson. No, I thought Thompson had a really good game. I, I, I think he's he's a far better player now than when we had him and we didn't play that much money for him. He gets in there, he's confident, he works hard, he, he's not frightened of doing anything. So um, it was very close for me to give him an 8-2, but I think I'm going to give him a 7. Uh, I'm going to follow up again with another 8. I thought he was absolutely brilliant, Thompson, again yesterday. He had some after eight to th this week. No, 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 I was there. and I, I, To be honest, the game was not brilliant, I'll be honest. I thought it was a very dicey game, but I think Stoke's game management impressed me yesterday. Yeah, it was good. And it was really well done, which is what we've been complaining about with Michael O'Neill, which is why I'm going to give him a high score when we get to it. Obviously, don't ruin it for everyone, but I thought Thompson, in timing, when they play together, we look a completely different team. They link up yeah. together so well that Tymon becomes a different player. He seems like he has confidence to move forward because Thompson's always around him. And yeah. yesterday I thought he made some great passes, Thompson, to try and break us forward. There's obviously a problem in the forward line that we're going to have to sort in the summer. I think that's probably a big problem. But, yeah, his, his possessional side of his play yesterday was absolutely brilliant, Thompson, which is why I'm getting in with an eight. Right, so we now move into one of the worst um, performances for me, and that was, for me, a player that's probably going to go now in Mario Vranjic. Yeah, I thought he was 
Yeah, I thought he was poor yesterday. Nothing sort of went for him. Um, his biggest contribution, as far as I'm concerned, and I'm laughing, was when he managed to try and clear the ball and it sort of ricocheted and suddenly the, the referee's old down holding his head. Um, and it did make me laugh later in the game when he wouldn't let anybody come on to treat Josh Tymon. I thought, well, we should have just left him on the pitch and carried on playing round him. Uh, but Rancic gets a five from me. Uh, he's going to get a free from me, Verancic. I thought he was atrocious, to be honest. West, West, <laughs> very good. I'll give you that. He was poor. You know, every pass went to Sheffield United, apart from ones where you couldn't possibly pass to a Sheffield United player because you're passing to a Stoke player next to you. I thought, to be honest, if we had, I think if we had Baker in that position, I thought we would have give them a good hiding. 2-3-0 because the yeah. way we're managing the game I thought he was a weak link in, the, in especially towards the forward line it's a position for me we've got to make sure is key for the summer which we're going to talk about later obviously in the transfer is what we think we need but yeah poor very poor now we're going into for me I'm going to go in early this time and it's a bit of an early one I'm getting in with my player of the season uh, Jacob Brown oh my word well you know the season's still got a few more games to go um, I thought Jacob Brown was outstanding yesterday. We all know he covers every blade of grass, but yesterday, some of his defensive tackles, and there was one that Sheffield United felt they should have got a penalty for. Well, if they gave a penalty for that, they needed to give a penalty for the one when Jacob Brown was in the penalty box at the other end when he got appended. I thought he was really, really good yesterday. I actually, probably, he looked a better player yesterday. Uh you know the way he was linking up, the way he was coming back. So I'm going to give him an eight as well. To be honest, if he wasn't for giving time and a nine, I'd, I'd give him a nine. I'll go in with it. I'll go in with an eight point seven five. You can't have five men of the match, you know. I've just had five of them. I think you've had eight. But <laughs> <laughs> Vrancic was a shocking one. I can't believe you gave him give him one. <laughs> uh, you know, that was a lot. When was the last time I gave Vrancic one? A long time ago, wasn't it? Uh, oh, wait a minute. There's another one coming in a minute. Uh, but. Yeah, yesterday Brown was making some incredible like he was like a a, a freight train. <laughs> no stopping him. He he he's starting to show glimpses of him, empty where he's he's linking up well, he's 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 not giving up, he's ever since he's got this Scotland call up now we've got a different player back. It's it's a it's a great thing to see because we've seen so many players over the last probably four or five years where they've come good and then slowly got worse and under Michael O'Neill it's happened a lot with new transfers where you know they've come in good and then sort of faded away but Brown's getting stronger and better and I think he's going to be a major part of our team next season because he already is I thought attacking wise I didn't think he had a threat he wasn't really a threat but he was linking everything up because Verantich wasn't doing his job so yes. Brown gets a great pat on the back from me and we move on now to Right, Phillips. I didn't think he was very good at all. He had ten minutes, I think, in the whole of the match when I thought when he was having a bit of a roam. I, I just didn't think he was up to much at all. If I'm being honest, I'm giving him a five. Hey, I'm giving him a two, to be honest, for Right, Phillips. Oh, really? You're in a you're in a nasty mood today. Don't say that because I've been scoring higher, other than the players that were rubbish. Okay. <laughs> hey, completely lost out the game. Very quiet. Especially in the I mean, he runs a lot, Ian, but for no purpose yesterday. Yeah, he reminds me a lot of his dad um, when he yeah. went Chelsea. 
But the the, the thing is, he, he was very. I can't remember him touching the ball in the first half, apart from that one little flick he did, which lost the ball. He, he, yeah. he, he was very quiet. Second half, he sort of come a little bit into it, but to no avail again. I thought he should have been an early sub. To be honest, we've been calling for him a lot. Now I understand why he'd have been playing. And apparently he's got an, an attitude that stinks. I can't confirm that, but it's what I'm hearing. So he's got to yeah. book his ideas up. Because he can't perform like that and expect that he's going to be a first-team regular. Simple as that. Because I'm not having it. I don't care how good he thinks he is. He better start showing it. We've had many a player like this in the past. Berahino was one where, yeah, I'm a top yeah. striker. We'll start showing it then. Right, so now we move into a player that... I'm not sure if I want to keep or not, which is Josh Madden. Divides opinion. Yeah. I, I, I'm st- even in my own mind, I'm, I'm not 100% sure because I know if we get good players around him, he will score goals. But it, will he suit? I don't know. But I'm going to go in with a... I'll go in with a six, I think, for Josh Madden. Mm. Now, I saw something yesterday on the football pitch, and you know what I'm referring to, but... I've never seen an actual play. It was almost as if Madger thought the ref had blown his whistle. And because Madger stood still, everybody else thought the ref had blown his whistle. But in fact, he hadn't. Madger was just having a bit of a rest in the middle of the pitch. Although, to be fair to him, the options for him to pass weren't great. Um, I'm not sure about him either. When, you see him, when you've seen him playing for other clubs, he's been played with really good link men. Um, and he's, he's scored he's been a bit like a fox in the box and he's scored like that we aren't playing like that for him um, I do think he links the play up well I do think he handles himself well in the penalty area but I don't know whether we're ever going to have the players to, to make him look as good as he should be so he's getting a six from me too uh, to be honest I think he, he should, for me there should have been more from him yesterday which is why I've got, I've got him with a six he made some good link-ups with Brown, but to no avail again. But yeah. for me, he should be in the box for when Timon was putting them beautiful balls in. He was putting some great balls in, and Maggi should be in there. Now, I know that Maggi isn't fit. It's another signing that now does boggle me when I look into what his season's been, where he hasn't even been allowed in the training facilities at Bordeaux. Because he's refusing play for him, and he hasn't, so he hasn't been training, he hasn't been playing. So why have we had him on loan? I can understand a permanent move if we got him for a mill or something, but I can't understand why we got him on a loan when he he's clearly not fit. I mean, you, we've been saying about Campbell, but Campbell still chips away with goals because that's how good he is. But Madger is a million miles away from being Matt Sharp at the moment, isn't he? He is, and I think he would be better if Campbell was uh, playing out wide with him. Um... I do, as I say, I think he links the ball up well and he, and he does hold off people, but um, I don't know. I don't, he should be getting fitter now, and He should be much fitter than he is. He should be getting fitter, but for me, for me, when you you, you, you haven't been training for seven, eight months and then come no, to a club, a it, it makes a major difference when you're trying to get fit. It will take two, three months, well, three, four months to get sharp, but let's hope it's at the end of the season we go, yeah, go on, we'll keep him. Right, now we'll talk about the substitutes that for me, I still didn't, I, I was actually not far off booing this substitution, but actually it turned out to be a decent one, which was Sawyers for Varancic. I thought Sawyers changed the game completely. I thought he gave us a dimension that Varancic didn't. I'm not a massive Sawyers fan apart from his range of passing, and I'm going to give him a seven. Uh, I'm going to give him a six for a sub, which is 
really well. That's I, a lot for you. It is, to be fair. You know, it's it's five five five, but or if you rubbish lower, but he did. He helped Stoke move forward. I did, to be honest, I am impressed with him putting any plays higher up the pitch, um, yeah. rather than the central. When he, his legs have gone. Yeah, he's like for me, he's he's done it done at these kind of levels. I think if he went somewhere like a, I don't know, because I think Barnsley have gone now, aren't they? I think it's somewhere. I don't know. He was in the bottom half because I never look at that side. Luton, as you said earlier on. Oh no, they're, they're higher, aren't they, Andy? At the moment, it won't be for much longer. Uh, yeah, I, I think I think we all know that the, the loan's going to expire. I can't see us getting... If we're, unless we're desperate for players because we're having so many leaving, I can't see us giving him a contract. Uh, but we're going to discuss that later, probably. Yeah. Right, Campbell for Wright Phillips, which I think everyone was absolutely delighted about with his performance yeah well I thought Campbell did okay when he came on and I'm giving him a 6 as well uh, I'm going to go with a 6 actually to be honest I thought he, he made a bit of a difference himself I thought he was linking up while he was trying to attack he was he was keeping Sheffield United from the from the ball as well at times with the way he was moving um, I don't like him on that side to be honest no when, me neither because I don't I think he was like myself when I was a player. I used to like playing the left, but played but kick with me right. And I think he's the same on the right, isn't he? I think I don't think it would have been a big problem to have swapped them round for me just to make Campbell more effective. But I thought it was a good sub. Yeah. And then last sub, Fletcher for Madu. Well, I don't think he had enough time, did he, Fletcher, to do much? So um, I'm going to go with your route now then for subs five. Uh, five again for me, and that'll get move on from there. Right, uh, the subs weren't used. We're obviously Bergy, Chester, oh dear, James Chester, Sam Clucas, and Forrester. Yeah, good job, yeah. Chester. Nice come to on. see Forrester on the, on the bench. Yes, it is. It's nice to see Forrester, and I think in the last three games, I'm hoping he puts starts, all three of them, to be honest. Deserves his chance. Mm, okay. right, right, so now we move into the overall performance. What do you reckon out of 10? A seven. I'm going to go with a six. The game was okay. absolutely hard to watch, very poor at times. But Stoke did their jobs. Their performance. We got the result. I think we were lucky not get a penalty, but I think we were also unlucky to not get one ourselves. I think the thing that impresses me about the performance was how well we managed the game, and that's why I'm giving it a score of six. But the first half, I'll be honest, was I was struggling to stay awake. And how were you feeling with it? The first half I thought was dire. Um, I looked at Norrington Davis and I was glad we didn't sign him. Because um, when he played for us, his last, his, his final ball was always getting me back up because he did all the hard work. Um, having said that, I thought he was one of their best players apart from the final ball. Uh, I was surprised how poor they were. And that's the thing that that's annoying me because we've played two teams above us Melbourne and Sheffield United and I think we're better than both of them we can be on his day I agree with you on, on his day we can be but the problem is with our injury problems and our inconsistent team you can understand why they're higher than, than us to be honest because they have got players that can turn up they were probably missing Billy Sharp as well who yeah. was a never age, one of those never aging players that come every now and again? I think Macken was one, and some Curitan was another one that never seemed to age. He kept scoring goals, but you know Norrington Davies. You mentioned him. To be honest, I think we could have. I think he was a good player for Stoke Cardew. Yeah, I think he was. 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 I think
Norrington Dave. Mm. And I probably would have given him a, I would probably would have given him a signing to be honest. But if he's playing for them, he's obviously going to go there. Ex Premier League, he thinks he's going to go back up. But and you would have would have agreed with that until after yesterday, wouldn't you? Yeah, probably. But they're not. I mean, the nice thing is now, let's be honest, it was a poor game. We played poorly yesterday and won. We played far, far better and lost because of stupid game management. And as you said, the game management was, was excellent yesterday. I did laugh, though, you know, when timing went down with cramp um, and the ref clearly thought he was play-acting and then it, you have two or three minutes of somebody pushing his leg around and then he gets up and starts running like Pirate Pete. Um, but all credit to him, he kept going. It just made me laugh, you know. And Michael O'Neill was bombing up the touchline at that point, trying to get the get the uh, physio on. But he was having none. Having said that, I thought the ref was quite good yesterday. Well, well, we'll go on to that next, won't we? Not next after Michael O'Neill's rating. I'm going to give Michael O'Neill an eight because I thought his subs were good. I'll be honest with you. I'm going to give him a ten. My goodness! I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna give him a ten. No, no, don't you worry. I'm, I'm still not a drinker. <laughs> so it's one of them. <laughs> I thought his game management was pretty much bang on yesterday. There was not. I think his his selection from the start was right. It was the best that we've got at the time. Apart from maybe a forward, I, I might have probably considered Campbell instead of Magic. But other than that, it was it was bang on. His two subs, especially um, Sawyer's and Campbell, I thought were right timed and were definitely needed and I think he, he I just thought he got it all right you know I think Fletcher came on at the right time just to wind up the United fans a lot of booing and it was done just to waste a bit of time it was very good game management and if he sticks with the, how it's going the run might be on the one that I've asked for but yeah I think we're going to get on to that next uh, about Michael O'Neill but first before we do that we're going to talk about the referee rating I thought he was, listen, I didn't think he was that good. Um, particularly when he won't let somebody come on because he could have been injured. Um, I'm going to give him a seven. Uh, I'll go in with a six, I think. I mean, he missed two definite penalties, both involved Brown. <laughs> and, you know, he, he had a bit of a moment on the floor, didn't he, as well, where he was, it, for me, it's, yeah... Yeah, I'll give him a six. It wasn't great, but it was. It, we've had worse. Let's be honest. Much worse, we've yeah. definitely had worse. So a six, just above average. I'll go with that. Right after the two wins, now in two weeks, obviously because of the international break, the heat now I think has died a bit on Michael O'Neill. I think the getting sacked now is gone, and I think people are calming down. And do you think it's just right, Angela? Well, I never thought it was right in the first place. I mean, it's always going to go quiet when you've won a couple of matches. Um, I also think we've played some decent stuff in those two matches that we've won. Uh, however, if they lose the next four or five, it'll start again because some people just don't like him and uh, that's the way it is. But when you look at, you know, we've said this before, when you look about the players he's had to turf out, the wage bill he's had to get down, he's going to have to do again the same this summer with players out of contract, etc., I don't think there would be an adequate replacement if you want all these people, people have been talking about Farker, etc. Oh yeah, I've said it before, what's your transfer budget? None. No thanks, I won't be coming. So I'm I'm quite happy. I think he's a good bloke for the situation we're in. 
Angela, you're a very good, you're a very, very good person to sell season tickets to people next season, aren't you? You've got no money to spend, and we've got well, the magic. No, we haven't. I mean, no point lying, and they'll sell the season tickets anyway. Stoke fans will go. I don't care what anybody says. There'll be a, bit, a few hundred that don't buy them, a few hundred who didn't buy them last year or buy them this year because they would miss the football. It'll make very little difference to Stoke. Even if we play the most mind-numbing football on the planet, Stoke will always have people to go and watch them. So, everybody, thanks for buying your season tickets. And if you is excited, if you want to buy one yourself, Angela just said it horribly, but... Yeah, get yourself down and buy yourself a season yeah. ticket. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I do know that the last couple of days they've um, they've got over this problem with World Pay, isn't a Stoke problem, and they, they're actually very impressed with the ticket sales. Now, whether that means that nobody bought for the first couple of weeks and now they're all flying down to buy them, I don't know. But you can see you can see some improvement in the team, I think, and I think that's uh, that's so much better now. Now we've gone. Um, gone more narrow at the back we've seemed to to have more comfort at the back now and we're intercepting a lot of the balls that we're getting through before so i think things are getting better it's it's going to be disappointing if we don't make the playoffs which is you know we're going to need a miracle to do that now but i i think that uh, the summer will make everybody excited about watching stoke again let's hope <laughs> let's hope let's hope yeah, if you for me, it's one of them into it with Michael O'Neill. I've, I've, I think a run might happen now. It's too late, obviously, to get into the playoffs. I just don't think we can claw that gap back. And with the performances of Forrest now kicking back in, and and even the most hated Luton, who we we don't talk about, are going to be a good challenger for that for the playoffs as well. We'll still be playing Luton next season. You said that about you said Sheffield United were going to go up, and I don't think I that's going to happen. No, 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 no. Okay, well. I'll tell you now, Nottingham Forest. All right, that's good. I'm glad. Well, well let's do it. Let's bother watching. No, no bother watching the rest of the season, folks. It's done. Right. <laughs> and Luton will sneak second. <laughs> <laughs> right, so we've discussed that about Michael O'Neill. I don't think he's going anywhere. You've pretty much said for a long time you don't think he's going to go anywhere. And apparently there's no money to spend. I'm hearing that they could spend if they want. Um, but... We're going to have to talk about what's going on with the contract situations at the club at the moment because we're turning into a lower league, well, a League One, League Two club at the moment where near enough everybody's out of contract. I think we probably have six or seven players uh, left. Uh, Joe Allen will be out of contract. I'd, I, we've had this discussion before. I think Joe Allen will move nearer to Wales. Uh, I don't know about Jaggy Elka, Verancic. Sawyers is alone, Taylor Harwood Bellis is alone, um, Chester is up for Newell Fox, Smith, um, I'm not sure whether Klukas will be around next season. Uh, there's, you're, looking, you're looking at your youngsters to come through and even some free transfers because even they don't come for free, there's a signing on fee. Well, you've got to think about it, you've got bottom as well. Uh, I think there's only Bersi, Klukas, Suter, Tymon and a few others that are contracted are there. I mean, would Jacob you... Jacob Brown's contracted. Oh, Jacob Brown is. Would you, though? Know? What, what, I mean... I think they will. I'm not... Look, if Nick Powell was going to be fit for the whole season, you'd be mad not to. Um, Nick Powell started eight matches for us this season. If somebody offered money for Nick Powell, 
but they probably won't because of his injury record, I'd be tempted to take the money because uh, you can't build a team around somebody that hardly ever plays. Well, that's the problem with Nick Powell. It's, it's become a very good subject at the moment for me. That The problem is with Nick Powell is we rely on him too much, but we can't rely on him because he's never fit, is he? And that, that's yeah. a problem for me where if his contract's up, I'd let him go. I would, I'd let him go. And then, then that frees up good, a good chunk of money where we can go out and get a good replacement because we need somebody in that position who can play consistently. Yeah, we do. And it, there's a lot of positions that are in there. You know, goalkeeper. Let's go into the goalkeeping position. Are you happy that we've got a good quality number one there? I think he will stick. I think Bursic will be the number one next season. Uh, and I don't think he's anywhere near the finished product. But I think that's what it'll be. I think they'll keep Bursic, Bonham, and get a third goalkeeper in. Uh, I, I, I don't think Bursic's ready at this point. I don't think mentally and I don't think physically at the moment. When I've watched him, he's he's you can see the lad's got quality, which is why he's still a part of the international youth setups. But I don't think he's quite ready yet for the number one shirt. Just my personal personal preference. I no, think. and you 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 know I can see why you're saying that. Um, but I, I definitely think that's the situation as it'll be. Well, let's hope it. Let's hope that he can maybe mature in the coming months and can push into that position and be steady. You know, yeah, I agree. Uh, Jack Butland's contract's up, I think, at the end of the season. Would you be willing to bring Jack back? Not a chance. <laughs> so that's a no. Yeah, it's a no. <laughs> right, so defence, defensive-wise, yeah, Jaggy Elka's contract's up at the end of the season. Um, you've got Chester. Uh, Wilmot's contracted. Smith. Yeah, Smith's gone. So wing back position, right wing back. I think is he playing Ben Wilmot in there because he's pretty much telling Tommy Smith you you've got no future. Here. Uh, I think he probably is, uh, and also he was brought in on very good wages, and Stoke are trying to reduce the wage bill, aren't they? Yeah, true. Because because this is probably the best chance we're ever going to get to really reduce the the wages. But I, I'm also worried about this because. Fair enough, the wages are going to lower, but does this mean the standard of where we're going to go as a club is going to drop as well if we're going to start bringing in free transfers on less money and all that? Because we've been trying to do that now for the last three years and we've been a very stable mid-table championship club, haven't we, through this? Is, is there going to be any sort of hopes of ambition for next season? I think Stoke will, um, will do whatever they can next season to, to get back up, I really do. But that's going to cost money, isn't it? And that will that well, come? You say you can't have it everywhere. You say it's going to cost money, and they get then everybody's talking about the likes of Huddersfield and Luton, who are managing to get where they are on very low budgets. It just depends on if you sign well, if you get the best out of the, the players you have, and if you have a bit of luck. It isn't always down to money. If it was down to money, you know there'd be teams like Sunderland back in the Premier League. And Derby County, who've spe- wasted oodles of money over the years. So you can't you can't just say that. West Brom, I mean, I, I, we said it the other week, West Brom have fallen off a cliff. Um, they, they've played the same games as us, got three points more than us. Um, everybody thought they were going to go straight back up. So it just depends on, on the, the value for money that you get. And I think when you look at some of the transfers we've had, 
you look at Brown, you look at Thompson, you look at Baker, I think they are players that are going in the right direction for us. And even Match is only 23. We've got quite a young squad, Josh Tymon. I, I think that we've got the basis of a really, really good team. If we can get rid of all these injuries that we get, uh, Campbell I would include in that, if we can get rid of the injuries and push on a bit, and the harder you work, the more luck you get. Well, it is true, we have got we have got a very good, well, a good spine of young players, really. You've got a suitor to come back as well. Berge can go, Lowell's he now 22, is he 21, 22? We've yeah. got a very good young crop of lads here at the moment and I'm wondering if Mark Linnell is just building trying to build something around the kids you've got Campbell you've got Wright Phillips you know, he needs book his ideas up Thompson who I think is 25 and he's now 26 it's still a squad that you know a couple of bits of quality maybe five, six, seven million being spent could make a big difference on this team absolutely and that's probably as much as they have to spend because you buy the players, you've then got to pay their wages. Well, yeah, the thing is with wages, it can be a, a bit of an uphill challenge at the moment because, of course, we're hemorrhaging money at the moment and have been for a while. Um, and we're going to talk about that now, really, with the coach family bailing the club out again with a record amount of money that's, that's been wiped by the football club. It's, it's great to see, isn't it, really? Uh, I'm glad it's not my money. Um, I, I, seriously, I don't care whether it's 16 million, 16,000 to, to write off any amount of money that they have done is means that they're here for the long haul of course if you look at it logically um, they'll still if they ever want to sell the club they'll sell it for a price that they think they'll get all their money back so it's, it makes the balance sheet look much much stronger but it's just an accounting exercise because, you know, we're very lucky that we're not in a position where these people are going to go bust and suddenly you're in a derby situation. Well, that's the thing we're trying to avoid, isn't it, as a football club? But we've got we've got owners that are willing to put their hand in the pocket to save the football club. I mean, uh, John Coates this week came out of an interview, didn't he, with the Sentinel, I think it was, or Radio Stoke, talking about his commitment to the football club and his plans that he wants to make changes and improve the football club. But... You know, for me, I've said it before, and I'll say it one more time now, probably not the last time I'll say it as well, I think he, John needs to do a big step back and bring the right people in to run the football club. That, that's just what I think. John could always have a say and always, always sign what needs to be signed, but the right people need coming upstairs now for this football well, club. Well, I think to you'll find that the COO that they're bringing in will, um, will probably be very different to what we've had in the past. And uh, I think that changes have been made to make certain that the future recruitment of the club will be better. So um, I'm quite optimistic. Well, I'm optimistic after what he said because he's, he's he's saying what I've wanted for a long time because we've been run under Tony Scholes. He's now obviously gone and been absolutely amazing in his new role, role apparently, which is what's come from his mouth, no one else. But the truth of the matter is that the change needs to come. I'm hoping he does bring that change in. You know, 
the club's got modernised, hasn't he? That that's for me the biggest thing that's got to happen in these next couple of couple of years at this football club. It's got to modernise. It's got to understand how transfers nowadays are made. It isn't the old back in the old day where you know when a manager would ring another manager and say, "Have you got any left backs or like?" And it, it, those days are gone. It's about it's about stingy and clever. And I'd like to see is it the foreign market as well? Maybe bring a a couple of young lads and maybe get a Philogene Bedace that. Is ours that we can develop and bring through. That's that's what I want to see. Maybe a market in Africa where where no one else is there and bring four or three, four or five players through and develop them into good Stoke players. That that for me is how how, how, it's, how the modern games run. That's what clubs do now. They take advantage of a market and get what they can out of it. Yeah, and and that would be lovely to see. But there aren't any markets now where. That are un- untapped. You know, you're fighting with Premier League clubs um, for that. So, look, what will be will we be. But I think Stoke will. Um, I think Stoke will. Stoke will be okay next season. Yeah, let's hope we are. Let's hope we have a push next season because it's. We, the, the, I think the club needs it now, doesn't it? We've been. We've been suffering now long enough, haven't we, as Stoke fans, with what's been going on over the last five, six years. Not only just the relegation, but the actual. You know. Pretty much going back to where we were before we got promoted, we weren't where we were a, a mid-table championship club, just sort of scraping around and getting whatever we could. I'm, I'm just hoping that those days are gone and we can really get excited about what's going to happen in the future. Yeah, well, I, I'm. Look, there's no getting around how disappointed we all are as Stoke fans with what's happened this season. Um, but you have to just think it's happened to Brentford before. Uh, it's happened to other clubs before, and and you just have to come through it. Um, and then there's no also there's no pr- absolute certainties that Stoke will do well next season, but I think they will. Positive thinking, I like it. Good. Right, so now we'll move on to the next game, which is Reading, isn't it? In midweek. It is the Paul Ince Derby. The Paul Ince Paul Ince Derby. Why is it well, he's, he's not Paul, Tom. About, sorry, so I'll say Paul. What's he got yeah. his name? Yeah, well, think... he's, he's dad's the manager, so I apologise, <laughs> manager. You can't come on and play, although I wouldn't mind if you did, because you must be knocking on a bit now. Um, <laughs> Tom Instarby, sorry. Yeah, uh, I watched a, a bit of the highlights of them yesterday, and I have to say, he looked quite nifty, did Mr Ince. He was bombing in and out of the penalty area. He tried to get a penalty, made a bit of a meal of it, didn't get it. But he looked like he was... Uh, the ins that we wanted to purchase, um, and we got a different type of player. I just you you always wonder, don't you, in these situations about if somebody's going to come back and bite you? But I think Stoke will have too much on on Tuesday at Reading. What do you think? Uh, I'm going in with a draw for this. Mm, um, I'm getting in for a draw because, to be fair, since Paul Ince has gone in there, he's had, he's had a bit of a he's had a bit of is it about four or five years he's been out of management now? Yeah, yeah. So we've seen that. It's probably longer, isn't it? When was the last time he managed? It wasn't Blackburn, was it? I don't know, it? but um, let's hope he's forgotten all he knows by by Tuesday night. Well, to be honest, he he, he has turned Reading round. They were struggling, weren't they, until Paul, much, Paul, yeah. Paul Ince said he's, he's sort of got them playing again. But you know, we all know the score. Tom Ince, we've seen it with his own eyes in the Stoke shirt this season, did look a different player. I'm still yeah. a bit miffed we let him go. I know we've had to let him go for monetary reasons obviously because he's got a big contract but he does play well for his dad when he played for his dad at Blackpool he, he was smacking in goals left right and centre which got him the move to somewhere I can't think where it was uh, 
Yeah, I can't. It's gone. Derby, was it? I, don't, I can't remember where he went. But for me, when we look at it, I, I'd, I'd take a draw down there. I'd take a draw at this time because it's the the run's still on. As, as long, like I say, as long as we get a run, that's all I'm after. It's going to be a difficult game, that. It's going to be a difficult game. It will be game. difficult. I mean, if you look at their last few results, I mean, Millwall beat them at Reading. Notts Forest beat them at Notts Forest. But then Reading went to Bournemouth and made a draw one each. They actually beat Blackburn Rovers in their last home match and they drew against Barnsley. So it's uh, it's not going to be a particularly easy tie, as you say. No, so that's why I'm getting with a draw. What is your prediction? I think Stoke will win 2-1 2-1 right let's yeah. hope you're right and I'm wrong but it's normally the case well, that I'm right I'm you know I'm not going to go down to your petty standards of squabbling <laughs> 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 but I am right uh, right then we've got a match at the weekend aren't we but you're going to have to remind me who it is oh for goodness sake you're going to have to remind boing, me boing boing if I say that does that give you a bit of a clue right so we've got Wolves no <laughs> 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 now we've got West, West Brom. Brom. Now this one, I think we're going to win. Right. Why? I what just, did you base that on? Because we've started again now. Because we beat them this season already with that great 1-0 win. I think the Hoodoo's coming back into our favour again. So I think we'll do right. them again. Plus Steve Bruce is there and they have fell off a cliff. So I'm right. going to go 2-0 win Stoke. Well, whilst we're speaking, Birmingham are playing West Brom at the moment. And at this current moment in time, Birmingham are thrashing West Brom 1-0. There you go, absolutely thrashing him. And West Brom, to be honest, why they give Steve Bruce that job, I have no world in a fund. I don't understand. But we'll do them. 2-0. Yeah, well, West Brom beat Fulham at home, you know. Uh, they haven't done too well with Steve Bruce, but they have beat Fulham at home. So... Um, I think I think it'd be a very tough match, and I think it will be a draw. It's not going to be a draw, Andrew. We'll beat West. Okay, Brom, well but... that's fine. That's fine. But I, I'm hoping we win. But I think you're wrong on this occasion. I'd love to be able to sing boing boing and the rest of it on the way home. But I think we'll be just boing boinging. Well, I, I don't agree. But anyway, anyone can beat Fulham at home because Fulham are already celebrating. They're up near enough, aren't they? I think they're only I think they are, four yeah. points away from promotion. They, they, they're up. Simple as that. We've got a striker that can't stop hitting the back of the net until he goes to the Premier League and it's five goals a season in Mitrovic. But anyway, we digress. Right, so before we finish, we're going to talk about the ladies. How are they getting on? Well, there's always been some little cloud to finish our podcast, hasn't there? So shall I start with the good news? Is this going to be another one where you're going to see the plane again next week? <laughs> the attendance for the ladies today was 182. So when you compare that to the average attendance of 24, 182, we only need another 90,000 to get the world record now, don't we? Um, that Barcelona and Real Madrid had. Seriously, it, there were a lot of people supporting the ladies today and I'd like to think part of that was as a result of our male manager, Michael O'Neill, mentioning the fact that they, they could do with a win. So they had a tough game today. I'm trying to pad this out, you know, to build up the suspense. Are you ready? Uh, they uh, played uh, Loughborough Lightning. Now, Loughborough uh, are a very good team. And our ladies have had a really rough season. There you go. 
I've got to be honest, I really fell asleep with all this buffering. What, what's happened? Well, if I tell you that uh, the score was 4-2. To Stoke? Yes! Come on! <laughs> so, we're off to a party now, aren't we, Ian? We're I mean, off, that's it. Early, that's you know, it, straight up, Anley. Really. We were 2-1 down. Daily were 2-1 down, we came back, and um, Kibble scored two goals to, to get us to 2 each and 3-2, and... Um, we got another belting goal towards the end. So Kelsey Richardson on 88 minutes made it 4-2 and we won. And currently, if you want to uh, go a little bit further, our reserves are playing this afternoon. And they're winning. And our reserves are playing Sporting Kelsa at Dimensions. Um, and they're 2 no up at the moment. Well, that's good. I forgot when you said that sporting. I thought we were playing. Well, they're in Portugal. <laughs> playing the European Cup. My God, I didn't yeah. know that. I would have yeah, gone. So it's, it's just brilliant. I mean, the ladies have got three more matches. The women have got three more matches to play the first team. And they need to get some more points. Uh, it would be tragic if they... I mean, had such a horrible season, which they've had with changes, injuries, management changes, director of football changes... Whoever you are, it's unsettling for you as a football club and, and, and I hope the, the women can get through it. Well, I agree with you because the women, have, if they can survive and get the points that they need get, then that's absolutely brilliant. But when we say changes, hands, change means somebody comes in for the one that's left and that hasn't been the case <laughs> on either director of football or manager because they've played pretty well an entire season, haven't they, without a manager? Yeah, and I can tell you now, hot off the press... Four minutes ago, the reserves kept a clean sheet and they won 2 0. Right, so come on, we're going. All round success. First team, under 23s won, under 18s, and the ladies' team. Who would not be a potter this fine weekend? No, this is a great weekend. We've, every single team's won, haven't they, this weekend? Yeah, isn't that good? It's amazing. It's amazing. Absolutely it's, brilliant. It's the first time, I think, this season, isn't it, where every yes, single team's won. And you didn't predict any of this? No, I didn't predict any of this because no. we have been garbage recently. But we're picking up again. Yes, it's coming we back. are back on the roll. We're back. And that's a great place to end. It's a positive end, a positive week. Probably the most positive week for a while. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's be brutally honest. Probably. Well, probably, yeah, even though we we haven't got a lot to play for. No, no, no other teams. Stop it. Not. <laughs> it was being positive. But positive, positive. Well, that's it, Anne. Another one done. Well, thank you very much. I'll speak to you after we've boing boinged. You you said draw. Oh, oh yeah, boinged. Yeah, boing. it's going to be boing boing two nil. Right, thanks, yeah, Anne. I'm just going for boing boing then. <laughs> one boing each. So that's another one done. And let me remind you again: if you're a big listener to the podcast, make sure you tell your friends. Make sure you tell them to come onto the social medias. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. We've also got a Facebook group called The Potters. Tell everybody around it. Make sure they join and get involved with all the action here at The Potters Podcast. We're also on every podcast platform, so there's no excuse to miss us anymore. We're on every single one that there is. Spotify, Amazon, iTunes. And if you are listening through iTunes, if you could give us a five-star review, it means a hell of a lot to us here at The Potters Podcast. And that's all we've got left to say. So thanks for listening. ta All the best.